Psalm 107. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story, those he redeemed from the hand of the foe, those he gathered from the lands, from east and west, from north and south. Some wandered in desert wastelands, finding no way to a city where um, they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives ebbed away. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for humankind, for he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Some sat in darkness, in utter darkness, prisoners suffering in iron chains, because they rebelled against God's commands and despised the plans of the Most High. So he subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled, and there was no one to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness, the utter darkness, and broke away their chains. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for humankind, for he breaks down gates of bronze and cuts through bars of iron. Some became fools through their rebellious ways and suffered affliction because of their iniquities. They loathed all food and drew near the gates of death. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for humankind. Let them sacrifice, thank offerings, and tell of his words with songs of joy. Some went out on the sea in ships. They were merchants on the mighty waters. They saw the works of the Lord, his wonderful deeds in the deep. For he spoke and stirred up a tempest that lifted high the waves. They mounted up to the heavens and went down to the depths. In their peril, their courage melted away. They reeled and staggered like drunkards. They are at their wit's end. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm, and he guided them to their desired haven. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for humankind. Let them exalt in him the assembly of the people and praise him in the council of the elders. He turned rivers into a desert, flowing springs into thirsty ground and fruitful land into a salt waste because of the wickedness of those who lived there. He turned the desert into pools of water and the parched ground into flowing springs. There he brought the hungry to live and they founded a city where they could settle. They sowed fields and planted vineyards that yielded a fruitful harvest. He blessed them and their numbers greatly increased and he did not let their herds diminish. Then their numbers decreased, and they were humbled by oppression, calamity, and sorrow. He who pours content on the nobles made them wander in a trackless waste. But he lifted the needy out of their affliction and increased their families like flocks. The upright see and rejoice, but all the wicked shut their mouths. Let all who are wise heed these things and ponder the loving deeds of the Lord. 
Well, it'll help a lot to have Psalm 107 open. Uh, we're going to spend the next uh, little while thinking about that psalm. If you're a Christian here tonight, I have a question for you to start with. Uh, could you tell the story of how you became a Christian? Uh, if someone asked uh, randomly after church, could you tell that story off the cuff? Uh, maybe you could. Uh, maybe you've told it hundreds of times. You love telling people about how God saved you. Uh, great. That's, that's wonderful. Maybe you've never done it. Maybe you've never thought about it. Uh, maybe you know there's such a thing as giving your testimony in the Christian life, uh, but you feel like yours isn't very exciting. Uh, you know, you grew up going to church, faithful church, you trusted in Jesus, uh, you've never had any wild, misspent youth to speak of, uh, so maybe it never occurs to you to tell your story. Uh, if you're here tonight and you're just checking out church um, and you're not a Christian, then I give you full permission to ask whoever invited you, uh, how did you become a Christian? That's a great question to ask them. You'll be uh, doing them a favour and uh, you might uh, learn something yourself. Tonight we come to Psalm 107, which is my favourite psalm. This is Preacher's Choice Week uh, here in our psalm series. And I, I hope that this psalm inspires you uh, to prepare yourself uh, to tell your story uh, about how God has worked in your life. Or uh, perhaps to listen to the story of your Christian friends as well. Psalm 107 isn't a handbook on how uh, to tell your story, although as you read through, uh, it could probably teach us heaps about that. Uh, no, instead, it's going to tell us uh, the why, why we should tell our story. Uh, this psalm calls on God's people to tell their story right there in the introduction. Verse 2, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story, those he redeemed from the hand of the foe. That's the call. Tell how God has saved you. And the main body of this psalm is uh, four testimonies about God's rescue uh, from homeless wandering, from imprisonment, uh, from sin and sickness, from a storm at sea. And each of them, uh, you may have noticed, follows quite a neat pattern. Uh, firstly, there's the description of the situation and just how desperate they were. And then they cry out to the Lord for help. And then uh, the Lord acts and rescues them uh, from the point of death. But why? Why are this call to tell your story? Uh, well, uh, for two reasons from this psalm. Uh, firstly, for our wisdom. For our wisdom. And secondly, for our worship. For our wisdom, for our worship. And I have a bonus reason at the end too, also starting with a W. Feel free to guess, but it's going to be a secret until the end. Don't obsess over it though uh, for the next 20 minutes. That, but that's where we're going. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story uh, for our wisdom, for our worship. Uh, you see those two purposes in the other instructions there in this psalm. Have a look with me down at verse 43. Uh, right at the end. Let the one who is wise heed these things and ponder the loving deeds of the Lord. Uh, we're to tell our story for our wisdom, to be wise. Uh, because there's different ways uh, that you could make sense of what happens in life. 
Uh, imagine uh, you get sick and have to drop out of uni. That's something that has happened to people here at Uni Church. Not that hard to imagine, but imagine that happens to you. You get sick, you have to drop out of uni, uh, and you spend a year with your health going up and down, and you wonder if you'll ever get better. And then you do. Your health improves, you go back to uni, you finish your degree, and actually you graduate with first-class honours. How do you make sense of that? You could say it's random. It's lucky, it's unlucky, Uh, I got sick, I got better, that's just what happens, it's random. Uh, You could say it was down to me. Uh, You know, I I know that I kind of worked myself too hard, uh, but then, you know, I looked after myself, I, I, I clawed my way back and I got better. But these stories in Psalm 107... Tell us the wise way to understand these ups and downs of of life. They're from God's hand. God gives us our circumstances, the good times and the bad times. Now for Israel, uh, the people who are first reading this, hardship was a sign of God's judgment, a sign that they hadn't obeyed uh, God's uh, commands. Have a look uh, at the story from verse 10. Uh, So this is the start of one of these testimonies of uh, what God has done. Some sat in darkness, in utter darkness, prisoners suffering in iron chains because they rebelled against God's commands and despised the plans of the Most High. So he subjected them to bitter labour. They stumbled and there was no one to help. Here, Israel's situation is they've been taken prisoner, probably captured by a foreign army and taken off as slaves. Uh, But according to the psalm, God is the one who's done it. He subjected them. And he's done it in response to their rebellion. See, these uh, stories that they're to tell themselves, uh, these stories are for their wisdom. So they'd uh, see... Uh, the truth that God is against sin. And so that they'd see that in, in their history and so they'd repent and call out to him. Uh, now for us, uh, on this side of Jesus, uh, it's, Jesus changes things dramatically. It's not the case that there's this one-to-one relationship between uh, sin and bad stuff happening. Uh, like I tell a lie to my friend and that's the reason why someone crashes into my car. Uh, the, the next week. It doesn't operate quite like that, but it's still true to say that the brokenness of our world is in part, uh, it's part of God's anger at sin. It's a mark of his judgment. And so we're to tell our story for our wisdom to understand that God is against those who disobey him. Uh, when I became a Christian, I was in high school, I was uh, in the middle of trying to mix it with two crowds. I had kind of Christian friends and Christian family and then uh, trying to make my way with a kind of riskier, rowdier bunch of friends from school. And I found that I was managing uh, to break relationships in both groups at the same time. Lying to one group, a hypocrite in the other group. 
stuck in a place of personal darkness and hurting people around me. And God, at that time, brought me low. In my life, he brought me low. And it continued until he stepped in to rescue me from my own rebellion. Praise God for that. But can you see, our stories can give us wisdom to see uh, God's judgment against sin and to see his wonderful mercy. Uh, But not every story is a reminder of God's judgment. Take the story that starts there in verse 23. Have a look at that. Uh, This storm at sea isn't about God's judgment. It's it's just one of the dangers that ancient people faced. Uh, Let's read it, verse 23. Some went out on the sea in ships. They were merchants on the mighty waters. They saw the works of the Lord, his wonderful deeds in the deep. For he spoke and stirred up a tempest that lifted high the waves. See, this natural disaster still comes from God's hand. He spoke and stirred up a tempest. He speaks and Cyclone Debbie hits Queensland. God is sovereign over his world. Sometimes uh, he acts as a sign of his judgment. Sometimes he acts as a sign of his power for our wisdom in order to humble us. Uh, Read from verse 27 with me. Uh, They reeled and staggered like drunkards. They were at their wit's end. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. And you see, these people are humbled before God. He does it so that they will recognise their need, how dependent they are on him, and so cry out to him as the God who rules all things. And you see it uh, there in the section from verse 33. Uh, To people who arrogantly think that they can control their own destiny, he turns rivers into a desert, a fruitful land into a salt waste. He upends things in order to humble us. God's annoying like that. He always insists that he is God and we're not. Always. But let the one who is wise heed these things. He does it for our wisdom. So that we'll cry out to him as the rescuer, the one who is willing and able to save and he brings us out of our distress. Uh, To be wise is to call on God for rescue in sin, in sickness, when we're uh, lost and in need. Uh, So uh, we need to ask ourselves, do we think like that? Do we think wisely in that way? Who was responsible for the WA mining boom? Who's responsible for the downturn the downturn that's going on now, the fact that none of you guys are getting jobs. Uh, no, too, too, too soon. Was it Colin Barnett? Was it his fault? Uh, was it just the vagaries of international markets? Who will we uh, see as the cause of that? Uh, will we be wise 
Will we see something of God's hand in that? A mark of uh, God's judgment against sin, that he won't let us uh, run on our own way forever. As a reminder of our need, our dependence on him, uh, will we see uh, those movements as a token of his unfailing love when he blesses us? I think uh, we need to start telling our story like that, Telling the story as if God is involved, because he is. If we graduate from uni, uh, why don't we say, I'm so thankful to God for the way that he's blessed uh, me through this degree. Uh, If we're sick, uh, why don't we say, I'm crying out to God to bring me out of this illness. I think sometimes we don't talk like that. And I think it, it shows something in us. It shows me, at least, that my default thinking is mechanistic. It's, uh, I graduated uni because I worked hard, or I got better because of antibiotics. But verse 43, let the one who is wise heed these things. Understand God's sovereign hand at work. So uh, let's tell our stories differently. As we tell the story of how God saved us or even the story of our last week, uh, let's tell it uh, for our wisdom. That's the first point, for our wisdom. Secondly, uh, we're to tell our story for our worship. You see that idea in the uh, repeated instruction there in verses 8, 15, 21, 31. All those verses, exactly the same. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. And it's right there in verse 1 as well. It's the headline of this psalm, give thanks. It's not just a wisdom psalm to understand life, it's a worship psalm. A call to worship God. And uh, these stories at one level, as you read through them, they're pretty generic, aren't they? Wandering, uh, in prison, sickness, a storm at sea. They're the kind of things that individuals uh, might relate to. But at another level, they aren't randomly selected stories. I think they're meant to draw Israel's mind uh, back to the big story of how God has rescued them throughout their history. So have a look with me. Uh, Verses 4 and 5. Don't they sound like someone telling the story of uh, the exodus, of Israel wandering around in the wilderness uh, when they were hungry and thirsty and they cried out to God and God provided uh, manna and water from the rock and he guided them by the pillar of cloud and fire until they reached the promised land. It sounds a bit like that, doesn't it? And verses uh, 10 and 11, they sound a little bit like the exile and how God brought them back from that. Uh, That period of the exile when the kings were uh, so full of wickedness that God punished them and sent them off to Babylon. Uh, But then in his mercy, he brought them uh, back out of the darkness of that foreign land. At one level, they're generic stories, but at another level, they're like a painting uh, that you look at and it reminds you uh, of somewhere you've visited. The painting itself is just a a beach scene, but just by looking at it, you can't help but think about uh, last 
holidays when you were down south uh, at Smith's Beach uh, watching the sunset as storm clouds rolled in and you're, you're transported back there just from seeing this picture. And these pictures here in Psalm 107 would have drawn people to remember that big story, those huge moments of God's rescue of his people. And Psalm 107 wants them to remember that, remember those loving acts of the past in order to secure their worship now. Have a look with me. Uh, See that uh, in action here in this psalm. Verse 22. Here's the instruction. Uh, Let them sacrifice thank offerings and tell of his works with songs of joy. And verse 32. Uh, Let them exalt him in the assembly of the people and praise him in the council of the elders. It's a call uh, to worship, a very uh, Jewish way, but uh, to worship God because he loves them. To give thanks to him because of his unfailing love. The way they can look back in their history and see how God has rescued them out of every danger. Now, can you see how that would help if you're an Israelite and things are tough now? Uh, The next ancient superpower has overtaken you and you're back to being oppressed and so you head up to the temple. But as part of the sacrifices that day, they read out Psalm 107 and you hear those stories and you think to yourself, of course, Of course, that's right. God has always treated us with love. When we've been in our darkest moments, he's rescued us when we called out to him. Why why don't we do that now? Why don't we turn to him now? And so the, the psalm calls God's people to praise him, to give thanks to him. Uh, to offer sacrifices because of his love, his unfailing love. That is the thing that they can depend on for their future. So they're to keep worshipping God now. I think our stories uh, can have the same uh, effect on us. They can have the effect of bolstering our trust in the Lord Jesus as we look back on our stories. One of the great privileges I have as uh, Union Church pastor is uh, doing baptism preparation when uh, one of you guys wants to get baptised. And uh, for those who've done it, you'll know that the first session uh, is really you telling uh, me the story of how you became a Christian. And I love it. It's the best to, to hear how God uh, so worked uh, to put the right person at the right place at the right time with the right words uh, so that you might know uh, him and turn to him. I love hearing the transformation that Jesus has worked uh, in people's lives. Uh, And that's the first session of baptism prep. Here's the secret. That session's for me. (laughs) I'm the one who benefits from that, to hear the stories of God's unfailing love in people's lives is a wonderful blessing. You can't help but give thanks to God to be drawn to worship him to praise him for his unfailing love. Because we're actually caught up in the greatest redemption story, the greatest story there is, the gospel of the Lord Jesus, how Jesus came into our world to rescue a lost world through his death on the cross and resurrection.
We're part of that great, great rescue story. And that brings us to our bonus point, point three. Uh, We're to tell our story for our world. We're to tell our story for our world. Because we live in a world that's far from God. A world that isn't wise. That when they, uh, they, they, a world that doesn't see God's hand at work in our circumstances. A world that doesn't worship. A world uh, that doesn't know that story of God's rescue. And they're not drawn to praise Him. And so we're to tell our story uh, for our world, for their wisdom, for their worship, that they might know the God who loves them with an unfailing love. As you uh, read Psalm 107, uh, the pictures might have drawn an ancient uh, Israelite to remember the Exodus or uh, to remember uh, the time of exile. But for us, standing on this side of Jesus, uh, these stories, these paintings, uh, look like something else, don't they? Don't they look like stories of Jesus' worship, for, uh, uh, Jesus' rescue of us? Uh, you read verse 20. He sent out his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. And then you flip to the New Testament. Uh, and Jesus stands in front of a tomb and he says, Lazarus, come out. A greater rescue. And you, you read the story of Jesus and he gets into a boat and he crosses a lake and a furious squall comes up and his disciples go to him and they say, Teacher, teacher, don't you care that we drown? And Jesus says to the wind and waves, Quiet, be still. And he stills the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed, verse 29. See, the stories in this psalm point beyond themselves to the greater rescue of Jesus. And so we need to tell the world that story, to tell that story to the world, for our world, the story of God's King stepping in uh, to bring people out of sin, out of darkness, out of death, And our individual stories, uh, I think, can help with that. Uh, Just like uh, this psalm, our stories uh, can point towards uh, the big story of Jesus' uh, rescue of our world. So here's the application. If you uh, like practical things, here's the thing to do. Prepare yourself to tell your story. Prepare yourself to tell your story. Uh, My tip is that you write it down. Uh, If you write it down, that will uh, ensure that you really have to think about it and uh, articulate it to yourself. If you feel weird writing something down for no reason, you can send it to me afterwards. I'd love to read it. Uh, But as you do that, uh, tell your story, but try to tell it in a way in which God is in control. Uh, Not just the story of how Uh, My friends invited me to church and I decided to trust Jesus. That's uh, true, but how was God at work? Uh, Controlling uh, those circumstances. 
and try to tell it in a way that connects with the big story of Jesus, of the gospel. Maybe you were lost. You felt lost and God found you uh, when you heard about Jesus. Maybe you were full of guilt and shame over your past. But hearing about Jesus uh, changed that as you heard about the offer of forgiveness uh, in his death on the cross. Try to tell your story in a way that points uh, to the big story of the gospel. If you think, yeah, I'd really like to do that, but you don't know where to start, uh, come chat with me afterwards. I'd love to uh, give you some resources, talk to you about how you can do that. Uh, so that's, that's the practical end point. Write your story down. Uh, but then don't just leave it there. Uh, write your story down, but then look for opportunities to tell your story uh, here. Let's, let's tell our stories with each other. Not even necessarily the story of how you became a Christian, but the story of your year. Uh, how has that been? Or the story of the last week. Uh, and I think we ought to tell each other those stories for our wisdom. For our wisdom. So we help each other to see how God is at work in our lives, how he's at work to humble us, or how he's been at work to show us his unfailing love. And let's tell each other our stories for our worship, that we might have all the more reasons to praise him, to give thanks to God for what he's done, not just for me, but for you, uh, for how he's been at work in your life. And let's look for opportunities to tell our world for their wisdom, for their worship, that they too might know uh, of the God who has loved us with an unfailing love in Jesus, that they too might know what it's like to be rescued and give thanks to him.